But um, I want us to go to Ephesians 5, and we'll start on verse 17. So it says, um, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful presence, Lord, that is in this place, God. You will bless us today, Lord. You will speak to us, Lord. I ask that you prepare the hearts right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, to what you have for your church, Lord. I ask you, God, that you just bless us, Lord, that you just speak to our hearts, Lord, that, that we may open up our, our hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, to do something beautiful, Lord. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, amen. All right, so really quick, I'll tell you about my week. <laughs> it's been a crazy week. Um, God is good. Um, see, on Sunday, I, um, we went to this buffet with, Be- with Bella. It was good. And um, we ate a lot of sashimi. And that was amazing. Uh, but then when I got home, I had this big allergic reaction. And uh, the back of my throat closed up. And um, I was just tripping out. <laughs> and then um, the next day, I, I thought I was, I was going to be fine. But then um, I felt really out of it. So I called off work. I didn't go to work. Then on Tuesday, my throat was still hurting. And I thought it was just because of the allergic reaction. And then on Wednesday, I go back to work again, but then this time I'm sick. And so I, st- I guess I started fighting off a cold. And then um, I got sent home early as well. <laughs> so it was a pretty tough week, just that of itself. Um, then uh, we had a great time at Bible study. Um, my wife gave the class, and it was wonderful. And then um, I also got this a side part-time job. You can ask me what it is later. I won't say it right now. Uh, thank you. You know I need them. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you can ask me about it later. But then uh, God is good. <laughs> so um, yeah, and um, I just kind of feel I kind of wanted to honor what what Mario said and, and um, on Sunday, and I just uh, he preached out of Ephesians four, and um, God has been putting it in my heart for a while to preach on Ephesians five. And um, I just would really like for you guys to just receive tonight. Um, the, the part that really impacts me the most, I guess, from this, this whole chapter is where it says, be filled. Um, I'm going to try to keep it short. See, um, my niece, um, Marissa, she's so beautiful, right? And uh, Bella and I, and I think everybody, like, instantly falls in love with her the moment that she starts, like, talking and, and walking. And this is her, her new thing. Um, when Annabella will be doing the itsy bitsy spider, right? And as soon as she starts doing it, she goes, the itsy bit, the baby goes, ah! And she, like, stops her from moving her hands. And then when she sees her do that, she, like, starts cracking up. She goes, ah! And she, like, goes forward and, like, starts crap, cracking up. And it's so hilarious, right? And um, but then also, like, she's starting to walk and on her own. But um, and it was so crazy, like, just to see her like start um, growing and stuff, and um, and start developing. 
And um, it wasn't like insane because the first few times um, she was kind of like, she, she would just uh, hold on to you. And then if she fell, she wouldn't want to do it anymore. And then um, she would take small steps and then go back to you. And now she's just like uh, roaming around, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny, like the way she walks, she's walking like a robot and everything. But it's the cutest thing, but it just kind of reminds me that that the Holy Spirit's on a journey with us. We're learning to walk, you know, that we're learning to, to walk in the Spirit, right? And we're learning to, to follow His voice. When I, when I read this text, you know, and it says be filled, I, I, um, I, for one thing, I felt that it was the gravity that holds this whole chapter together. You know, like everything leads up to this point. And I was wondering, like, why? And, and like, I had a kind of an issue with it. Like, um, I asked the Lord, like, uh, like, what is Paul saying here? Is he commanding us to do something for the Spirit to fill us up again, to inhabit the believer? Is he, like, going to come and dwell if we just, like, because Paul's saying, be filled. Then I um, kind of started asking my questions, uh, like, when is the believer filled, like, or baptized is the correct word I'm looking for. And um, in Acts 19, verse 2, Paul says to uh, um, 12 men who are John's disciples, he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And um, of course, um, they didn't even know what the Holy Spirit was. They were like, we don't even know who the Holy Spirit is. And um, they were John's disciples, so all they had learned was to repent of the uh, of Israel's religion, and um, that they were waiting for the Savior. So they didn't even know like if Jesus really was the Savior. So they were still preaching the Messiah is coming, and so upon hearing that Jesus was the Messiah, the Bible says that they believed, and that the Holy Spirit came upon them instantly. As and Paul placed his, um, his hands on them, his hands on them, and as a sign, they spoke tongues and prophesied. And um, so the important thing for us, the church, is that when you believe, the Holy Spirit instantly comes into your life and baptizes you. And he doesn't just give himself like a little bit and then gives you a little bit more later. No, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you fully. And there's nothing you have to do for that. Um, if you remember, Galatians, uh, Paul says, um, did, you did you have to do works in order for you to receive the Holy Spirit? Or did he come through grace and to be through belief? And then... Um, on top of that, Paul says, now when, when uh, miracles are performed, do they come through belief or do they come through works? Do you have to pray a hundred times and then something happens? No, it happens through grace. So then I was really like, okay, so what is Paul telling us here? Right? So then I started comparing what um, Paul was trying to say here. Um, Paul makes a comparison. If you look um, carefully, it says, be careful how you live. And then he talks about the fool versus the wise. And then he talks about acting thoughtlessly versus understanding the will of God. And then he talks about drinking wine versus being filled with the Spirit. And I realized that after observing the context of the entire chapter, I realized that the context was the Holy Spirit transforming our conduct. So when Paul is saying be filled, he's talking about the state of being positioned in a place where the Holy Spirit 
fills you up, but it's not a position, it's not uh, I'm gonna come inside of you. No, 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 it's uh, I'm gonna be a part of your life. You see, when we were inhabited by the Holy Spirit, when Jesus died for our sins and we confessed him as our savior, the Holy Spirit came inside of us, we were new creatures. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fighting off the cold still. We were, new, uh, we were a new creation. The Holy Spirit comes to reassure us of our salvation. He comes to transform us. But this uh, transformation comes through walking in the Spirit, and that is not forced. That is your, uh, your option. Like, that is if, if you want it. You know, like, this is, this is you placing yourself in surrender. I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about, um, when, I, when I said about walking in the Spirit, it's not about how much of the Holy Spirit you have, but how much of you the Holy Spirit has. So, um, Paul isn't saying to wait to be inhabited by the Spirit, but to position ourselves in a place of constant surrender and a fellowship. He's, he's really saying, don't be controlled by anything outside of your being, but by the Holy Spirit who's inside of you. So he doesn't want us to be under the influence of anything else other than his spirit. That's what he's really talking about. Uh, when someone is controlled by, by uh, drunkenness, it's something that they do constantly. Whereas to hear when someone is controlled by the spirit is a habit. It is a lifestyle. It's something that we um, do out of fellowship, out of communion. And we've been seeing the life of David and how David constantly ponders on the, on the, Lord, on the Lord and his word and, the, and God's work. And it's the same thing for us as believers. So, when Paul says, don't be drunk with wine, because another version says that is debauchery, or that'll ruin your lives, or that is, um, the Passion Version says it is rebellion, rebellion. And then it says, instead be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Paul is not necessarily talking about an experience. He's not necessarily talking about a manifestation of gifts, although they are a natural outcome, and we are able to, in fact, flow in them more naturally. You know, we've, I've honored our church because we've been, you know, um, moving in word of knowledge and prophecy, and we've been doing those things, and they're an important part of the church because they edify us. But what I really want to, like, just kind of, like, touch tonight with us and that we bring to our attention is that the Holy Spirit wants to bear fruit in us. You know, I want to call to your attention. Um, isn't it funny that when, um, when someone moves in, the, in word of knowledge, we're like, wow, glory to God, you know, that's amazing. You know, uh, they've, they've been listening to the Spirit. But it's really an outcome of, of them listening to, to the Spirit. Or like, um, let's say... Um, Hmm. Let's say somebody's leading worship and, and, and they're, they, they move in the presence of God and, and we say, wow, that person is really like moving in the spirit. But isn't it kind of crazy like if someone shows like ultimate joy, like we'll say like, oh, wow, that person's really happy. And we don't acknowledge the movement of the Holy Spirit in the person's life. Or like when someone really loves like the entire church. Like, you know, like, just, they really want to know about everybody's day, <coughs> blue, um, and, you know, and why is it that we say, oh, that person's so nice, you know, they're so kind, there goes another one, kindness, and, and oh, that person's so kind, and we attribute, attribute it to that person, which isn't bad, 
and, we, and instead we don't realize that that person has been worked on by the Holy Spirit and that person is bearing fruit in their lives. Isn't it crazy? Like we don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit in every area. We just acknowledge it in, the, in performance. But I believe that God wants us to understand what he is doing even in our own lives because I believe that all of us here are producing fruit constantly. Um, so I want to take us to Galatians 5. Um, verses 22 through 25, and I'm going to read it in a distinct way. I just want to kind of um, take a risk here. So bear with me. Galatians 5, verse 22, say amen. Okay, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Now listen to this. Love for those who don't love us. Joy in the middle of painful situations. Peace when something you were counting on doesn't come through. Patience when things aren't resolved as quickly as you desire. Kindness toward, toward those who treat you unkindly. Goodness toward those who have intentionally hurt you. Faithfulness when friends have proved unfaithful. Gentleness toward those who have handled you roughly self-control in the middle of intense temptation there is no such law against these things um, verse 23 says uh, 24 says those who belong to christ jesus have nailed the patient the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there since we are living by the spirit let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives so i'll leave it there um isn't it crazy? Like, the fruits of the Spirit are in the, they, they come to be in the most intense situations. It's, I mean, it's easy to show love and patience and kindness, you know, with like your, your hubby or your wife, you know. But what about with that person that just really annoys you, like that really frustrates you? That's when we see like, like really like who's in control in that moment. You see, because um, when you yield control to the spirit, it's not your flesh acting out, you know. Um, and, and once again, you know, when, when Paul says be filled, it's, this, it's basically the same as walking in the spirit, the same as keeping in step and being led by. These are all the ones that the Paul uses in different circumstances. Um, and then um, I kind of looked as, as to why, I mean, Paul was talking about drunkenness for a reason. Um, this is one of the temptations that was kind of like big in the, in the, in the church. Um, because when they were in paganism, they were um, having drunken orgies. And they were, have, they were offering it to idols. And so Paul was telling them, don't, and they, they believed that they were controlled by the gods and stuff like that. They, they believed in all that. And so God was saying, don't be influenced or controlled by those things. He, God is not, Paul is not even arguing about whether you should drink or not. And that's the first thing that our head goes to. Paul is really saying, nothing outside of you should control you other than the Holy Spirit. So... Um, uh, one more thing, I just want to just kind of like take off the load, if you will. Um, 
Because sometimes we begin to see the fruits as a thing of list, uh, as a list that we need to follow and that we need to keep, keep, and that we need to like reach a certain level, reach a maturity on our own strength, and that's when we fall back and we, you know, we we fail. You know, we have to remember, and I said this last time, but we have to remember that we are fruit bearers, not fruit producers. See, this is what life really looks like when we live in the power of our flesh. And this is when we choose to ignore his indwelling presence, because he's there. He doesn't leave us. So, uh, so these are the fruits of the flesh, if you will, um, the complete opposite. So hateful, depressive, stressed, impatient, rude, insensitive, backstabbing, rough, controlled by passions. So this is what naturally overflows from, my, from our sinful nature. And so what really happens is we begin to ignore what the Holy Spirit wants to like, manifest in our lives. See, the overflow of my heart, I wasn't doing that on purpose for what we're doing next week, honestly. So the overflow of my heart reveals whether the Spirit is in control of me or I am in control of me. In Galatians 6, he tells us that what we harvest, we shall also plant. I'm sorry, what we plant, we shall also harvest. I wrote that backwards. So, so believers are inhabited, sealed, and enabled at the moment of salvation. But being filled with the Spirit, aka being led by Him, aka walking in the Spirit, is optional. So, we already walk in the Spirit, you guys. We just aren't aware of His work. The problem is that we're, we're so used to, like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not talking, I'm not putting down an experience. An experience comes out of his grace. An experience comes because we are loved, because he wants to make, to make us feel his presence. But on the other hand, walking in the Spirit is so practical. It comes, it comes, it's something that you and I can do because we've been enabled. See, we've made, been made a new creation. We've been enabled for connection. So when we're enabled for connection, it allows us to talk to the Holy Spirit, be in communion with him, and walk along with him. And he shows us, and he teaches us, and he guides us, and he's constantly assuring us. See, when we, I, didn't, I didn't say we, we don't fail. I've, I've, I, said, I said before that, in fact, when, when the uh, people who are filled with the Spirit, people who walk in the Spirit, they're constantly apologizing. You know, they're, they're the first to acknowledge their mistakes. You know, when you, when you have a leader that made a mistake, he will tell you, like, hey, you know what, I didn't really mean to do that. Like, it's just, just a mistake. Like, they'll be honest with you. They'll, they'll come to your, like, to your level, and they'll make you understand. And so that is, that is, that is like, what it is like it's practical it's not where someone over spiritualizes their walk you know and they stand tall and shoulders you know like this and no that's not spirituality in fact uh paul kind of shows us spirituality by talking about the fruits how we treat each other so when we feel like something's out of place. When we feel a longing in our hearts to have intimacy with God, when we have the feelings of inadequacy, like I had a, like a few months ago, and we have a feeling of failure for moving in the power of the flesh, God is really prompting us to desire his fullness and his produce. See, because, look, let me just show you um, Ephesians 5. 
I'll tell you the verse right now. You don't have to go to it. I can just read it to you. Okay, it says, uh, verse 1, it says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So then he says, Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not of you, instead these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You see, Paul's and then Paul says, such uh, practices of these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so there's, there's, been, su- there's been such a fear over these verses, but uh, because we, we might um, fall into one of these you know, practices once in a while, and we, and we think like, oh, like, what am, I'm, I'm not going to inherit the kingdom. You know? and, and there's like ignorance about these verses. What Paul's saying, you, you can read the key words. He says, such sins have no place among God's people. And then he says, these are not for you. And then it's funny because then right after he says, you are not in darkness, you are in light. So Paul, what's really, what Paul is really saying is that when you sin, you're acting out of character. You're not acting like the new creation that you are, like the new person that you are. He's made you new. So what Paul, Paul is saying here is you used to be living in the dark, but now you are living in the light. So he says, walk in the light. So throughout this, this chapter, you can read it alone at home. He says, walk in love. The first few verses, then it's walk in light, and then it's walk in wisdom. And that's when he talks about being filled with the Spirit and not with wine. Right? So, so sin in our life, I said it again, uh, means we are acting out of character. Um, I really encourage you guys to go to Bible study. Um, it's seeing, like, how a, a, a man, a human being, like, just speaks with God and and how he tells us of the like the regular things that we all go through like the trials and the and the um being deceived and and sinning and falling away and how God still keeps a connection with him and how it gives him more passion to continue to to walk with God so I want to I want us to go to um Psalms 32 verses 3 and 4. Edwin, if you can put it up for me, please. See, uh, we, we talked about when David um, sinned with um, Bathsheba and his re- reaction. You see, in the Bible studies, it was insane because um, we kind of realized how as soon as David dealt with his sin and confessed it, the Bible says that he was forgiven at that moment. So I wanted, but I just want to kind of touch something with you. When I refused to confess my sin, I was weak and miserable, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. That's it. David says, I groaned all night long. David had anxiety. Naturally, because he, he was doing things he wasn't supposed to. He, he was out of character. And then he says, your hand was heavy on me. And then he says, my, my, um, my strength, I had no strength. 
because it, my strength was like the heat of the summer. He's talking about depression there. And then he says, your hand was heavy on me. Glory to God for that, really. Because you see, what David's saying is, there was pressure from above, from heaven, and there was pressure inside. See, for the church, this, man, this means there, is, there was pressure from the spirit, and there is pressure from within because I'm a new creation. See, when we sin, we feel out of place. We feel like we're not in the right environment. We feel like a fish without water. Because we understand that we shouldn't, we, we're, we're not th that person anymore. But see, when you have the right concept of sin, you see that it is offensive to God, but you also see that you are forgiven, and you are able to move on, and you're able to keep walking with the Spirit. God wants us to be characterized by the Spirit's overflow in our lives, and by His fruits, that our lives may be a commercial and an advertisement of the kingdom of heaven to the world. See, this is the best kind of witnessing, witnessing to the unbelievers. Like, when they see the work of the Spirit in your life at work, when, in fact, when, when an unbelieving friend just sees how you are just loving. Um, I heard um, Bella was telling me about it, actually. Um, Chris Valentin was saying that. Isn't it crazy how um, the queen of Egypt knew that Solomon, um, Solomon's God was real? Not because of, like, an, like a spirituality or anything like that, but because of how his, because of how he, um, how his servants were dressed, and because of how he treated them and how he ruled, isn't that crazy? Like people, in fact, about the church, it says that they will know that you are Christian or that you are believers because of your love for one another. You see, um, the Romans, in fact, um, I was reading that they used to think that the Christians were a little cuckoo. And it's because um, it says those Christians are weird. They love strangers and they love uh, the foreign people. And, and, and isn't like that what Christ wants us to be like? You know, that, that we love the stranger, that we love each other. And, and, of course, they also had a weird concept. They, they thought that they practiced incest because they called each other brother and sister. <laughs> but, you know, we understand now that it's because of the love we have for one another and because we've been placed in a family. But um, it, that, that kind of commercial of heaven just invites the unbeliever in. Um, to, to almost finish, I just want to go uh, to Ephesians 5 again. So I'll read from verse 18 once more. It says, um, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so what I'm about to read to you, it's, it's evidence for you that the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Um, we have the fruits, we have... We have the gifts are wrapped and ready for us to go, you know. Um, but these evidences overflow. Like when you see what overflows from your life, you see that the spirit is in control. Um, it says, verse nineteen. It says, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs among yourselves. Now, does this mean that I walk around and and say, uh, 
Hello. You know, I'm not Dory. You know, I'm not talking to a whale. No, no, no. This, um, believers back then, they didn't have Facebook or Instagram or, or messaging. You see, they had a heart-to-heart -heart connection, a person-to-person -person connection. Sometimes we, we get so stuck with the messaging, and uh, we don't, we, it's really hard for us to have a real conversation. You know, um, with uh, Psalms, you know, obviously it's, it's scripture. It's, you know, um, they, they were the early, the early songs of the church. Hymns, they were about Christ and about his attributes and his character. And um, spiritual songs were about personal experiences that they had with the Lord. But what's important about that is what, 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 what they used them for was to encourage each other. See, God, when you are overflowing with the Spirit, you have an encouraging heart, not a critical heart. See, when you overflow with the Spirit, when someone tells you about like something hard that they're going through, you open up yourself and you let the Spirit give you something for them. You know, and you use the word to encourage them. You see, we, we don't... You don't turn around and, like, criticize, oh, they're going through this because of that and because they did that, bad decision, bad decision. No, no, no. When you're overflowing through the Spirit, you're in, you have a heart of encouragement. Verse, um, same, same verse, it says, uh, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. So we're singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. It means that we have a joyful heart, not a bitter heart. See, when, when you're moving in the flesh, you know, you have a lot of bitterness. You have a lot of things that you're upset at life for. But when the Holy Spirit is, you're being filled and you're walking in the Spirit, an evidence that you see in your life is that you're joyful no matter what, what comes your way. That you're able to, to, to still praise Him. Verse 20, it says, And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, when you're filled with the Spirit, you have a grateful heart, not a demanding heart. See, in our culture, we're taught to have a demanding heart. We're, we're taught to, like, this is mine, you know, I, I deserve this, or, or this is my privilege. But you see, like, when, when, when you're filled with the Spirit, you're thankful for everything that God has done. Have you guys ever hit your, uh, your funny bone? See, um, I was kind of asking God to kind of show me, like, what it means to be thankful and everything. And, and um, it, this might sound funny, but in my, in my personal, personal relationship with God, I was, uh, I was passing through a gate, and I really, like, just hurt myself. And God was like, and I was like, oh, why, don't you, why don't you thank me? And I was like, what, for this? And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, Thank you, God, for my funny bone getting hit by a gate. Thank you, I guess, you know. <laughs> but see, like, in reality, like, we are, we, the, board const the word constantly tells us to be thankful for trials because they are shaping us and they're giving us the character of Christ. You see, and when we have the right concept about the situations in our lives, it causes us to be thankful. I'm going to read one more, and this one just kind of puts everything in perspective. 
Uh, the next verse says, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is in the constant of being filled, in the con- context of being filled with the Spirit. We are to have a humble heart, not a selfish heart. See, it says submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. When, you, when, you, when your reverence is in the right place, you know, when your view of God is in the right place, you also see each other correctly. Isn't it crazy? Like there's so like the things that show evidence that the Holy Spirit is filling us up are so practical. There's they're tangible things that characterize us and we often just see them as regular things. And we give we we um we we say like oh that person's so nice, you know, when we see a fruit being manifested. I really believe that the whole point is of our Christian walk isn't just you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm in, that's it, you know, I'm out. <laughs> the point is, we are to walk in the Spirit, you know, and, and, and we are to have fellowship with Him. He, he enabled us for relationship. You know, He enabled us to, He wants the world to see that He is real. I want, I want you to think about um, that thing that you, that you have a feeling of inadequacy in. And I want you to just focus on the Spirit right now. This is a special moment. His presence is here. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.